How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. My name is Podrick and welcome to The Voice Note, the podcast where I ask and answer some very difficult questions, divulge over your responses and have an absolute scream along the way. I know, I know, I know, it felt like an eternity, but fear not, I'm back with episode 9, welcome back to the voice note, I do hope everyone is thriving, and if not thriving, at least surviving, it's great to be back in front of the mic, well, in front, behind the mic, I actually don't know, is it in front of the mic or behind the mic, I don't know which it is, but also... I actually wouldn't know anyway because what I've come to realise since the last time I recorded an episode is I noticed the sound was a bit off and I had, I'd bought a new mic because my last one was the victim of a drinking activity and um, the sound was all over the place and I was it was it was annoying me because I was like I'm after buying this new mic now and it's crap but actually it was my own fault because I <laughs> have since realised that the mic was actually facing the wrong way all the time and that I was, I was actually speaking into the back of the microphone. So no wonder it sounded like a load of shite. But look, it's all a learning process and we're back now and hopefully you can hear me loud and clear. Um, thanks as well to everyone who took the time out of their day to call me out on my inconsistency. But like, are we shocked? If I could add a fifth name to my already my long title, it's going to be inconsistency. Well, inconsistency or impatient. I don't know which describes me better. Podrick Timothy inconsistent Wilson McCarthy. <laughs> I love that. Podrick Timothy inconsistent Wilson McCarthy has a bit of a ring to it. That could be my next drag name, actually. Now, nah, but in all seriousness, I just found I was in, a, in the midst of a very busy spell. And this was the only deadline that was actually within my control. And you know me, I'm only happy when I can put my best foot forward... And sure, I'm on my Easter holidays now. So I was like, do you know what? I'll push it out by a week and I'll give all the girls exactly what they want. <laughs> anyway, moving, moving on. This week is a little bit different. 
call me Eponine because I'm on my own, my first solo ep. And I know when this comes out, it's going to be a different type of posting anxiety, mainly because I only have myself to blame. So can we blow this up, please? Now, it's actually quite, already kind of easier than I thought. And I think that's because I know I do an awful amount of talking to myself anyway. Like, I'm murder for just popping in the headphones, not listening to any music, and, like, pretending that I'm singing to something, but actually I'm, like, having an argument with myself. Or I'm, like, practicing, you know, you know when you're practicing conversations that you know you're never going to need to have, but just in case you practice them anyway. That's what I, I'm, I'm, I'm always doing that. So I'm just going to take this episode as, as that. Are you witnessing a manic episode? Maybe. Well, you're about to find out anyway. So, as always, pop in those headphones, get out for a walk, sit back and relax, whatever you want to do, as long as you press play and listen to the voice note. To kick us off, uh, first and foremost, is I'm going to chat a little bit of shit about some of the things that have been in the news over the last week or so, or even longer, um, that have had me by the ankles. Because these are the things that I talk about daily. So we've known for a while now that Grow Aaron Traw has been in the works, right? So it's basically an Irish version of Love Island, and I'm absolutely obsessed. And this week, Voice Note alumni James Kavanagh was announced as host, and obviously... That hooked me straight in because I was like, okay, brilliant choice, first of all. But we all love a bit of gay representation. I think that's what Love Island is missing. I think Love Island needs a resident gay, right? And the reason is, they're, they're obviously not there for love because the logistics of it is just too difficult. And I understand, I get that, right? A gay Love Island, absolutely all over it. But for the sake of the normal one that goes on at the moment now, the straight one, the boring one, um, we just need to drop in a resident gay. And the reason is... They would just mingle with the girls, mingle with the boys, and then just strike up a bit of drama. You know, just a bit of to and froing here and there. I heard she said, he he heard she said, all these kind of things. A bit of hearsay, and just to, to bring the vibes. Bring the vibes, actually. Just drop in the gay to bring the vibes, and I think James Kavanagh is going to be brilliant at that. Now, I do have my reservations about the whole programme. We do some TV, brilliantly, and I will give credit where credit is due. Production values are on the up. Um, drama series for example Irish drama series are actually some of the best in the world and we're only on the up so we're getting all the awards or at least we're getting we're getting nominated anyway but historically our answer to reality TV has been a bit mortifying it's just been a bit embarrassing but in fairness as a society we actually have advanced an awful lot since the days of California now I fear Grand Traw is already becoming a character trait of mine could I be the next Fanula J of the Grand Traw who knows let's find out but I'm just intrigued as to how it will work and I, I, I have been thinking about it and I have a few suggestions or I have a few ideas of how I think it should work because I do think that it needs to be a genuine Gwaeltocht experience number one housing now I know we're in the midst of a <laughs> I know we're in the midst of a housing crisis and I know I love talking about it, but not that kind of housing, right? So if they manage to find a villa with a pool in the middle of Connemara, I'm going to be like, you know what, mad props. But I don't think they will. So what I think they need to do is they need to have boys and girls houses, right? Because you know, if you've been to the Gwailtuk, they're the only two genders that apparently exist. And you dare not cross the threshold of the house of the opposite gender because that is just forbidden in the rule book. Mixed houses do not happen in the Gwail and sh- so they shouldn't happen in Grawair and Traw. 
And I think as well, it's going to add that extra element. Now, I'm going to assume that's not going to be the case for the purpose of the programme because there won't be any grow if they're not in the same house. But like, it's grow air on trust. They can grow down in the beach all they want. They can, <laughs> they can grow on the beach. Number two, there has to be a banantee. And I want, I want like a legit banantee. I don't want someone going in pretending to be a banantee. I want a proper a miserable bitch. Number three, I suspect there won't be a fire pit. I'm imagining that if there is a drama, like, and they have to, they have to gather around the fire pit, they're going to be gathering on around a bonfire on the beach. But I think no, scrap that because it rains all the time in Ireland. So what they need to do is the fire pit is a fireplace in an old man pub. But because the old men of the Gwaeltucht are not going to be a bit impressed by the fact that there's cameras around the place and there's a load of young ones running around in bikinis, they're not, they're going to point blank refuse to leave the pub. So they're going to be in the pub spectating over all of the antics that happen around the fire pit. I think that now would be an extra element that would be just perfect. Number four. They have to have a staple Gwaeltucht diet which includes... Loads of waffles and beans. Because I don't know if you've been to the Gwaeltup, but when I was there, I must have eaten 5 kgs of beans in those two weeks. And honestly, I don't know if I'll ever be able to look at beans the same again. They just transport me right back straight away. Number five. They have to walk everywhere. No one gets a bus. Not even if it's lashing raining. You have to walk and you have to burn a hole in the sole of your shoes because that's an authentic Gwaeltup experience. Number six. A cleaning rota. They have to be made to clean up the wear um, and has to be a cleaning rota and has to be stuck in the fridge and you dare not go against the cleaning rota or the miserable bitch of a ban and tea is going to have your guts for garter. Number seven, you know the parties they have in Love Island and they go to the club and stuff. They're going to have them but actually in Kaylee form. No one knows true mortification. Then when you're in the Gwaeltucht and you don't know your hain from your dough from your three and they make you do the Siege of Venice, like I used to be burning bright right now. It got good crack towards the end because what you realise is that nobody knows it and that's something that we need to address in our schools because everyone's going to need to know how to do a Siege of Venice because someone's going to end up at a country wedding at some point. So teach them, make them do that. It could be a challenge, the Siege of Venice. It could be like our answer to, I don't know, the lie detector test. Something, something along those lines anyway. Number eight. You have to sleep in a rickety bunk bed, right? Rickety bunk beds only. And also, there's only enough hot water for two showers per day, but there's 14 of you in the house and you're all reeking. Iconic. It's giving Big Brother vibes. It's giving I'm a celeb vibes, actually. It's giving, like, an extra challenge. Add that in and we're going to get loads of drama. We're going to get loads of drama. What was that about? You'd spend a fortune to go down to the Gwaeltuck. I've been to the Gwaeltuck three times, right? I went when I was a child, well, when I was a teenager, and then I went twice when I was in college, and it was just goddamn awful. Do you know what it was? It was freezing. We went in January. I went to Dingle in January, right? And uh, three people went home with pneumonia, right? And then my mum and dad were coming down on the Sunday for a spin, and I was like, when you're coming down, you better bring down my electric blanket. So they, they actually brought an electric blanket down for me, and I had to smuggle it into the house as if it was contraband, because God forbid you wasted any more electricity than you were allowed to actually use. But actually, we had a lovely ban and tea. She was great. She had one rule. The only rule was... Um, you if you went out because we were out every night because it was just a big piss up when you're in college it's a big piss up like and we used to go out every night and the only rule she had was if you're home first make sure you open the door with the key and then put the key back out underneath the door and then lock it from the inside grand easy one night I ended up coming home early right and I was locked and I took the key opened the door went in locked the door with the key and put the key underneath the mat on the inside of the door and she left me have it the next morning in Irish and I just I still don't know what she said to me but she was furious and I actually felt bad because I don't think the woman had a bad bone in her body 
another night actually then right I was out again obviously because there was all, there was all you could do down there was go for a drink and um, they used to call it Mary Fortnite great crack like but we were coming back one night and everyone would be piled into the one van and I got out of the van to help someone out of the van because he was after one too many drinks and do you know those sliding doors oh my god I'll never forget it to the day I die right the thing I could see the door sliding but I couldn't move my hand fast enough and it literally shut on my fingers and I broke my fingers right so I go back to the van and tea and I'm screaming I'm like begging I'm begging her now I'm like would you just speak to me in English for two seconds I never have a clue what she was saying so like she led me in it was blind leading the blind now brought me in put my hand into the sink and just poured loads of water on it as if that was going to fix it right so that was great I had a few drinks in me so I slept that night but I woke up the next morning and I was in agony so I went down to the principal and I was like look I'm going to have to go to the doctor because like look at my my hand was swollen now so she's like okay so she brought me into the car, sat in silence the whole way into the doctor because I, I was not even engaging in the Irish because I didn't have a clue what was going on. Like, like I knew how to say my name and stuff. Like, I knew, the, I knew the necessities, obviously, from school. But at this point, I didn't have any Irish to talk about anything outside of the obvious. So I went in anyway and your mum was like, you're going to have to get those scene tests. So I came out and I said it to the principal and she's like, oh, we've no way of getting you to the hospital. Kerry General now is about an hour and a half away from Dingle. So... I had to drive myself into Kerry General with my left hand because my right hand was broken. Got into Kerry General, was in there for seven hours, right? And then they literally were like, oh yeah, it's broken, but there's nothing we can do about it. Didn't strap it up, nothing. Came away with like a little sling to keep my hand elevated. That was grand. Did the two weeks in the Gwail with the broken hand. Came home to Cork, got a phone call from Kerry General. They ring me, right? And they say, um, hi we're just looking over your x-rays here I was like yeah they were like you're gonna have to go for another x-ray will you come back to us I was like well I'm not going back to Kerry I'm not going back to Kerry ever again so they were like okay can you go to another hospital and and have, have your your hands seen to went to the hospital and I was in a cast for two months afterwards a cast they they were meant to cast me they never cast it properly so that's my experience that the Gael talked that and a couple of fuckle and I'll never darken the door no I will I will I'm only talking anyway other than that, right, it says that all levels of Irish are welcome. Like, I'm screaming. Now, it's great for the Gwaeltuck and it's great for a bit of Irish representation. I think it's the right move to get Irish into the mainstream. But I just hope to the heavens now that it's like Michelle from Monaghan and like John from Leek Slip. Like, we want true Irish representation. I want the shticks. I want farmers, primary school teachers. I want nurses. I don't want any influencer bullshit. I want proper, true Irish Bukali and Colleeny. Look. Even if it's a disaster, we're going to have memes from this from now until 2035. I'm getting my hopes up. I'm actually, I'm actually, I know I'm slate now, but I'm actually very excited for it. And even if it is a disaster, James Cavan is going to carry the whole thing in his back. So we're grand. Moving on. I'm not ashamed to admit, right, that I absolutely thrive off a celebrity death. And I know that sounds really bad right and, and I'm not hoping for death from for anyone but you know like when a celeb dies and it's like the same news segment is on repeat for like three days if you're watching Sky News and it's literally the same report over and over again well you better believe that I will watch that on repeat for three days I literally cannot get enough of it you know I become like an Irish dad and if anyone like questions my investment like the time that the Queen died the lads are like you couldn't possibly still be watching this and I'm like we're watching history like, I'm literally hooked. But I was so saddened this week to hear about the death of Paul O'Grady. Like, it's always so sad that when icons like Paul die, like, they only get their true recognition when they die. But looking at all, like, the tributes to him and looking back over old, um, old footage of Lily Savage really hit me. 
like it, it transport me back to my childhood. Like I remember watching Lily Savage on Blankety Blank, right, with my family back in the day. And it was only this week that I realised, without realising back then, that that was my, my first exposure to like drag, you know. And it was, it was queer representation. And I think it was probably one of very few queer people who were on TV at the time. Him and your man that used to introduce Coronation Street. Remember him on UTV? He was as camp as Christmas and I loved him. And also your one that used to do Telly Bingo. I loved her too. But I think before all them, it was Lily Savage, right? And it was only this week that I realised that that was actually my first exposure to drag. And I love drag, right? And I would have thought that my drag interest started like with Drag Race because that's been going for like 15 years and I've been watching it for years too. Um, and drag is a huge part, obviously, of the queer community. And I know it's not for everyone, but I do spend an awful lot of time watching Drag Race, talking about it with my friends. And like Lily Savage was my first exposure to it. And that was over 20 years ago. And we watched it as a family. And she said some outrageous shit. But it was seen as entertaining. And it was never questioned or condemned in my house anyway, because it was accepted because she was entertaining. And then, of course, later, Paul O'Grady had his own show. And I watched that every day after school with my nan. And his so his death just brought back even though it's really stupid to say it brought back loads of happy memories but also we see that like in america now especially at the moment some states are like banning drag and while it doesn't affect me directly it just pisses me off because i didn't realize until this week how important that queer representation when i was a little baby gay was you know and i just think it's such a shame to like for people who are growing up now or for people who are going to be gay in the future that they might not get to see that queer representation or they might not be able to see a fabulous drag queen because it's being banned for literally no reason. Drag queens are being vilified and it's absolutely scandalous because there's way worser things that are being accepted as normal. Like you bring a child to a football match and you hear all these disgusting slurs that are being chanted and it seemed accepted, but you won't let a child see a man dressed as a woman. It's just, it's just mind boggling for me. And I know the argument is that children shouldn't be brought to a drag show, but no one's asking you to bring your children to a drag show. And that's a really important conversation, but it's not my conversation to have. So I'm gonna move on from there. But also on the Paul O'Grady note, it's just such a shame because, do you know, his be- one of his best friends was Scylla Black and I-, and I was a huge Scylla Black stan back in the day. Infamously, I actually had a Bebo page that was titled Bring Scylla Black Back and it had lo- it actually had loads of followers. I actually wish I'd go on to Bebo and bring it back up because it was one of my proudest achievements. As if Scylla Black now, in her- who was in her 70s at the time, was going to be like, oh, this little fella over in Ireland has a-, has a fan page and wants me to come back, so I'm just going to come out of retirement. But anyway... Both of them now dead, right? And I know this sounds outrageous, but this is the way my mind thinks. But like, we're just one month away from Eurovision, which is obviously a huge celebration for everyone, but like, it's so gay. It's being held in Liverpool, and you've got two proud scousers, Paul O'Grady and Silla Black, and they won't be there for it. But can you imagine if they were? Like, they should have been hosting that. They would have been iconic. And if Eurovision was going to be held in Cork, and I died two months before, I'm just telling you all now, I'd come back and I'd haunt every single one of How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, when I can't get a celebrity death, I'll settle for a celebrity trial any day of the week. And Gwyneth Paltrow's trial over the last few weeks has occupied a colossal amount of space in my brain. It was just brilliant from start to finish and I can only assume that Netflix have a series in the makings already because it deserves it. I'm going to assume that everyone knows what happened but I'll give you a clip note version anyway right. So Gwyneth Paltrow was on a skiing holiday with her family in 2016 right in this place like it's called Deer Valley Ski Resort which is renowned for rich people and celebrities like they all go there it's very expensive and um, stunning space obviously whatever like she, I think she spent nine grand someone said on ski lessons alone so like it's not for you or me well maybe for you but it's certainly not for me so anyway while she was there a collision occurred between Gwyneth and a man called Terry Sanderson right and that's all we actually really know to be honest because the rest of it is a bit blurred it's a classic case of the rich suing the richer and so begins the most white privileged court case in history can you actually be held accountable for what happens on a ski slope because in my experience you get off that gondola on top of the mountain and it's jesus take the wheel so anyway sanderson claimed that gwyneth crashed into him and then he broke his ribs and got a concussion but she said that he crashed into her and that she thought that he was some <laughs> that he was some kind of pervert because he was making these weird grunting noises the rest of it then is just high court camp theatrics and i was i was like hook it to my veins like an iv drip so anyway, every day she arrives to the courtroom dressed to the nines, right? Like she's given 1980s rich widow on trial because she married a man that was 40 years her senior and then hired a hitman to murder him on their wedding night so she could get the inheritance. Those kind of vibes. And she was giving this sombre like look the whole time but I think under it all she was actually skitting. One day she rocks in with this obnoxiously large handbag and then everybody like on Twitter was going off being like what could she possibly have in this bag and then the whole day was consumed with what was in the bag and no was actually paying attention to what was actually going on in the courtroom another day she arrives in, in a pair of glasses and she looks like Adam Driver from the House of Gucci it was just brilliant she played a character the whole way through and she was an icon so she actually deserved to win it for that alone anyway they had your man by the balls because one minute your man Sanderson is claiming that he can't remember the accident right because he's concussed but the next minute he's describing it in great detail he says that he's now a recluse that he doesn't leave the house. But then the defence put up all these like photos of him. That he's posted himself on social media. Since the accident happened in 2016 right. And he's on all these extravagant holidays. I think he's been to the, to the Netherlands three times. He's been to Morocco twice right. And in all the pictures he's he's sliving right. He's having a great time. He's all these gorgeous women around him. I don't know what's going on right. He's... A he's a zaddy like he's he's literally a zaddy so they, they call him out net they're like you've been oh, you're, you're saying you're a recluse but like 
You've spent all this time abroad. You've been doing all these activities. You've been going on all these holidays. And they pictures of him doing skydives and everything. It's just comedy. But then he goes on to say that actually it was his therapist. His therapist told him that he needed to go and do those things as part of his recovery. I'm sorry now, babe, right? Your therapist is not going to prescribe you to go to Morocco twice in the Netherlands three times. They're going to prescribe you a Xanax and they're going to tell you to practice some CBT. But also, while he's on the st- while he's on the stand, he goes on to say that, like, you know, like, it's been a devastating... Uh, it's had a devastating impact on his life because he can no longer enjoy wine tastings. And apparently... His yoga teacher went on to say that she doesn't like him anymore because his injuries essentially have made him shit at yoga. This is when he lost the crowd then, right? So he loses, she wins, and then she's leaving the court and she whispers something in his ear. Now, apparently she says something like, I wish you well, which is definitely in character for her. But if you go online and you read all of the things that people have made up that she said, it's just so funny. Again, not to bring it back to memes, but we're going to be getting memes of her facial expressions for decades to come. Now, if it was me and I crashed into Gwyneth Paltrow on the ski slope, I know I'd pretend that I wasn't in pain so I could just get the tea on her divorce with Chris Martin. But that's me personally. Anyway, she won the court case. The rest of the world witnessing were the real winners though, in my opinion. Good for her. She counterclaimed for a dollar and she got it. Now, it's the part you've all been waiting for and I know it. It's time for the Q&A. So as usual, I put out a question because I wanted people to get involved. Um, and I thought, as it's my first solo app, what else would be better than a Q&A? So I put up an anonymous box so people felt like they could ask me whatever they wanted. And oh my God, did they ask me. Now, there's more questions that I can't answer for legal reasons than I can answer. But I'm go- I've picked a selection of the few that are, were, were PC. And I'm going to go through them now. I'm going to read the question. And I'm going to give you my honest answer. So someone asked... If you could choose to relive a day in the past or see a day of your choice in the future, which would you choose? Now, it's funny because when I was thinking about this, I was like thinking back on like what days would I love to relive? And all I kept thinking about was days that I would not love to relive. So because I'm also a nosy prick, I'd love to see a day in the future. I don't like I don't have a specific I'm not gonna be like, oh, I want to see my wedding day, because I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. But what I would what I would love to see is like I'd love to see this date in three years time or this even in a year's time just see what I'm at see if I'm still doing the same old shit I think that would be kind of good I also have an issue with like um fortune tellers I love the idea of going to one and I've went to a few but um then what I do is I have a habit of trying to make what they told me happen um and none of it's ever happened so I'm kind of steering away from that but I would love I would love to see myself in a year's time even I think that'd be kind of cool although would I Oh my God, I don't know actually. Doesn't matter anyway, moving on. Who would be your ideal podcast guest? Now, I've debated over this for ages and because I'm so indecisive, I came up with a few, but I'm going to whittle it down to like two different podcasts. One is someone that I won't be able to get. The other is I could actually potentially get if I put in a bit of groundwork. The one that I'd never get is Sharon Osbourne. I think I would love to get her locked and to spill some tea. Like she's all that X Factor tea from back in the day. And I feel like she'd have a load of shit on other people as well. And I also think she'd have no bother spilling the tea. But above all else, it would just record itself. I'd just let her speak. I'd just let her speak. I'd listen to her all day. I think she's a scream. The one that I think that I could potentially get someday, and if you're listening, hit me up, is I would love to get Twink and Linda Martin on the pod. And the reason being is, now, apparently the feud's over, 
but they were feuding for years. There was war between Linda Martin and Twink. Now, it's absolutely outrageous that I could tell you more on this saga than anything that's actually useful, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. So, like, I think it was, like, 2014 or 15 or something, right? And do you remember Menopause the Musical? It was going around, it was doing the rounds there. I don't know if anyone actually went to see it, but it was doing the rounds anyway. You'd always see the pictures of it and you're obviously being advertised. So it was obviously a musical about the menopause. And both Twink and Linda Martin were in it, right? And then Linda Martin said that she was like at the bar. I think she was with Louis Walsh's family or something. And she was at the bar and she went back to her hotel room. It was like the last night of the show or the second last night of the show or something like that. And they were having a few drinks. And she opened the window and she could hear people talking, but she didn't take any notice. But then she heard her name being spoken about. So she kind of was like intrigued and she was obviously like, you would like, if you heard your name being mentioned, you're obviously going to listen. Now, can I just say, I'm neither Team Twink nor Team Martin. So anyway, she heard her name being mentioned and then she heard someone, Twink, calling her, uh, see you next Tuesday not going to say the word, so she heard that right, so then she was obviously listening, right, so she was listening, and apparently Twink read her for filth for two hours straight or something, and she was just telling like that she wasn't talented, and that she shouldn't have been on the show, and that she was like mentally deranged, and saying all this awful stuff about her, now I am very aware that there's two sides to every story, so that's why I want to get him on the pod, and I want to have it out, and I want to know what, what really happened, I want to be the mediator, I want to hear from both sides, and I want to draw my own conclusion on it, because for too long, I've been left wondering. Do you have any tattoos? I actually do. I have one tattoo, I always said I wanted to get a tattoo, but it had to have a meaning to it. Now, is it true that you always regret your first tattoo, because someone told me that, and it makes me feel a little bit better. I don't regret it, but when I see it, sometimes I get an awful fright. So I've got a tattoo on my left hand, or like on the back of my arm, and it's uh, mountains and a rainbow. Um, and the rainbow's in colour, but the mountains are in black. And the meaning behind it was like, life's full of ups and downs, peaks and troughs. And then when I came out, things got better. Cliche much? I know, like it's mortifying. But you know what? It does have a meaning. So even when I don't like it, um, it's grand. Do you know what I mean? Um, I would like to get more tattoos. Actually, I have an idea for one or two more, but I just don't know if I'm cool enough. So we'll, I'm just going to park the idea for now. But someday I know I'll be feeling a little bit manic and I'll be getting another tattoo. I just know it like. This is a great question. Do you wish you came out earlier? Yes and no. This also answers another question I had, which was, um, do I have any regrets? My regrets always revolve around putting things off and like not doing things earlier. Now, like part of me is like, oh, I wish I came out when I was 14. But, like, would it have been the same? I'm not sure if it would have been. Sometimes I think, like, did I miss out on an awful lot because I waited until I was 21, like, all those teen teen years? But I just don't think I did, to be honest. And, like, also, thinking back on 14-year-old me, even though I had loads of support, and that's probably why I wish I came out earlier, knowing what I know now, um, I don't know if 14-year-old me would have been able to handle it because even though it went really well for me and I'm very fortunate, I did go through the mill of it and I was really... Um, and I did really struggle with it. So I don't know if I actually wish I came out earlier. Uh, in a way I do and in a way I don't, which I know is a roundabout way of answering that question. But I will say, in terms of regrets, I have decided that I need to be more proactive in doing things and stop putting things off because look, you're only young and sexy once. I Now, now I was screaming at this one. Someone goes, literally anonymous now, are you okay though, seriously? Are you okay though? Seriously, obviously not. Anyway, moving on. How did you have the confidence to start a podcast? Now, I can't tell you the walls that I climbed and the doubts that I had. Even the day I like announced that I was going to do one, 
like that morning I woke up and I was like nah not gonna do it and then that, that evening I was kind of grand again and I was like okay I'll just post it so I posted and ghosted I posted it and then I just didn't look at my phone I posted it while I was in Cork and I got in the car and I drove to Dublin so that I wouldn't look at my phone for two and a half hours but it's one of those things again that I regret not doing sooner because I absolutely love doing it now you just have to believe in yourself you just have to like if you if it's something you want to do and if even if no one listens to it just do it anyway I did the Today FM course as well and like it, that was part of the reason why I started it is because I'd done this course and I'd spent the money and the time and the effort um, and I'd learned all these new skills and for me if I want to to do something it has to have a meaning behind it so like I was practicing these skills editing and stuff so that I wouldn't lose them but like all of the stuff that I was doing was going nowhere and I was kind of losing interest so I just thought like starting a podcast was going to be the best way for me to to continue practicing those skills uh, and want and be motivated to do so so that's really how it, how it all happened that and because I love talking shit so somebody asked, how do you find balancing your social media presence and primary teaching? I find that being a primary school teacher, there's a greater expectation to be a role model online in case any student or parent finds a profile. Now, okay, let's address this. Who's the bitch insinuating that I'm not a good role model? <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. Do you know what it is? This is a really good question and it's a question that I get all the time and I wasn't going to answer it because it's something that really does make me anxious, actually, like, you know, speaking into my stories and being off private for people to see. But look, do you know what? I'll just answer it, right? So, like, it is very difficult because I do feel like some professions, teachers, nurses and stuff like that, like, we're wide open to criticism. And, like, with social media, you're expected to be, like, on private or to put your name in Irish so that nobody can find you and fit a mould. But as you probably know by now, that's not me. But, like, also, it's something that we don't encourage children to do. Like, we're encouraging children to be, like, to have a voice and to, like, express their individuality and to basically do whatever they want as long as they're not hurting anybody else. For me, something was missing and it was affecting my happiness. And I wanted to do something fun and creative. So that's why I started the podcast. And you're not going to start a podcast and be on private and, like, not share, like, a certain part of your life. The way I see it is, like, it's separate to my day job. And, like, we, we work to live. We don't live to work. And that's something that I had to, like, remember. Like, if your presence on social media is affecting your job, whatever your profession is, then I understand how it might become an issue. But, like, I try to keep them as separate. And as long as I'm not being offensive or hurting anyone, then if someone chooses to have a problem with it, well, then it's not really my fault in the nicest way possible. Like, you just have to do what makes you happy. Like, life is far too short and I'm trying to remind myself that there's bigger fish to fry than me talking shit about myself and my stories, like. So, babe, if you want to take your profile off private and if you want to do whatever you want, do it. Do it. Who's your celebrity crush? Easy. Joel Dommett. Next question. What have been the gayest moments in your life? Every day that I wake up is a gay day. But anyway, let me just whittle it down. Um, one would be, we went to see Heidi and Closet with, with my housemates and sh- somehow we managed to convince her co- to come back to my house for a house party afterwards. That was very gay. Like I found my, so Heidi and Closet, for anyone who doesn't know, is like a, a famous drag queen. She's been in like two seasons of, of Drag Race. Um, but we went to see her show and then we had mutual friends and we, we were having a house party afterwards and she came back. She came back to the house party. Now out of drag, which I was disappointed about. But I'll never forget, right? I was I was standing in my tiny little kitchen um, and she had, she whipped out a bottle of vodka. But like, it was it was a gold-plated bottle of vodka. Like it was, it looked stunning now to be fair. And obviously we were falling all over her. We were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And she's like, yeah, this bottle of vodka cost me two and a half thousand dollars. And I was like, hardly though, as if she'd be bringing that to my house party in Drumcondra. I smelt the stunt there and then 
But I just went with it. Now, the next day, we did look it up, and the bottle of vodka was available in O'Brien's Wines for 40 quid. So she was lying through her teeth. She was lying through the gap in her teeth. But anyway, besides the point, I'm in my kitchen drinking a warm mug of this vodka. Darren, my housemaid, is firing up the smoke machine in the front room and the disco ball is booting. And at that point, when I was drinking the warm vodka with Heidi in closet out of drag in my tiny kitchen in Drumcondra, it was probably one of the gayest moments of my life. Uh, another one would probably be um, any time I get a haircut or I'm in a taxi with a straight man. They're always extremely gay, especially when they like... They ask you about sport. That's always very gay, isn't it? Like, there's nothing worse. I have a fear. But you know what I've what I've done over time is I've I've adapted. Do you know the way the fish change colours so the prey can't attack them? I've done very same energy. I've done the same thing. So so as soon as someone hears my cork accent, I know if they are a fan of the GA at all, they're gonna bring up something about cork. And if you're outside of cork, it's going to be something bad. So all I say is, don't get me started now or I'll be here all day. And then I laugh it off and then I change the subject really quickly. That's always very gay. Another very gay day was my um was my brother-in-law's stag. Christ, that was such a gay day. And I wouldn't mind. It wasn't gay at all, but it was for me. Do you know what I mean? Um. So obviously, obviously I was at the stag. It was the same day as my sister's hen and I had to go to the stag. I was one of the groomsmen. Now, I didn't mind going at all. We had a great time. Um, but like I'm more of a hen I'm more of a hen like I prefer a dick straw and I prefer a male stripper but look I took one for the team and I off to Clarny I trod and it started on the bus when everyone was drinking cans and I I was drinking cans too but like I was drinking Copperberg strawberry and lime you know and everyone else is drinking Heineken that was kind of gay and then we went and we called it a drink there was a round going and there was like 14 pints of Heineken and there was a vodka diet coke and, and guess who the vodka and diet coke was for? The gay brother-in-law. And that was very gay. But like, do you know what? Work. As stags go, is great crack. If you were transported 400 years into the past with no clothes or anything else, how would you prove that you were from the future? Easy. I'd spit the lyrics of two and two at the cavemen. Okay, final question. And I have two answers for this one. What is the most useless fact that I know? And it's something to do with cows. And I know that is bizarre. And I don't know why I know them. But get a pen and get a paper. Because these are going to blow your mind. One, a cow can only walk up the stairs. It cannot walk down the stairs. So do not try and bring a cow home. Two, a cow can only produce milk if it's eating grass, but the grass has to be living. Now, don't ask me how it works because I haven't a clue. But if you ever find yourself in an awkward conversation, you know, like an icebreaker and they ask for a useless fact, there you go, girls. And don't say, I'm not good to you. And that's a wrap for episode 9, my first solo ep. Thanks so much. If you've made it this far and you've listened to me chatting shit for the last 45 minutes, I'm absolutely weak for you. I'll be back again in two weeks' time with episode 10. It's, so it's a big one and I promise I won't be on my own for this one. And I and it will be in two weeks' time. But in the meantime, I hope the Easter honey comes and gives you all of the eggs that you deserve. Do head over to my socials. I'll be reaching out for the next ep. My Instagram, TikTok and Twitter is podrick underscore WMC. And don't forget to give me a nice five-star rating there, will you, while you're at it. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening to The Voice Note.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.